0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy DSD, and we're here with another edition of our podcast. We get episode 13 on the docket, and Kyle has a challenge that he's doing today that I am very excited to share for you, with you guys. So, Kyle, tell them what you're doing for Giannis. What, what's up? So,
1: uh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so, um, you guys may or may not have seen yesterday that uh, our main man, Giannis, didn't go to Vegas... Didn't go to Disney World. He went to uh, his local Chick-fil-A and uh, Instagram live streamed it. So uh, sitting in front of me right now is 50 chicken nuggies, not 49, not 51. (laughs) I got 50 chicken nuggies sitting here and uh, throughout the next hour on the DSD podcast, episode 13 available everywhere that you get podcasts, I will be consuming 50 chicken nuggies chicken bites is what Giannis called them. And I'll say this. So we've got about 30 of these.
0: I saw the picture. I saw the picture. It's legit. Like it's, it's like, like it's not exactly what Giannis was eating, but it's basically the same thing. I'm not going to lie, dude. I think that yours are bigger. I think the one that Giannis has got was much smaller. Then they were like chicken bites. Like you said, like I kept saying chicken, big nuggets and everyone was getting so upset about it. I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just joking. So
1: if you want to see the photo, check it out on our Instagram at the DSD podcast. Um, If you want to see my spread that I will be downing here in the next hour. But what we have is... about three quarters of a packet of grilled chicken strips from Trader Joe's that I cooked beforehand. And that got us to about 30. We got about
0: 30. That look like sardines. They're they're like long strips of
1: chicken. Like you you can get them pretty much anywhere, but there's about 30 there. And so we picked up 20 more chicken nuggies after that, which you may or may not have just heard me eating one on the air. Um, So we picked those up, not from... Chick-fil-A, because the closest Chick-fil-A to me in Northern California is about 20 miles away, and not from McDonald's, because it is 8 o'clock in the morning where I am right now.
0: Yeah, I got to cut you off. I was just going to say that, what time is it there, and you're eating chicken nuggets? It is just, it's... It's amazing. This is the bit that belongs in the Hall of Fame. It's 1130 my time. So it's like a little more acceptable. It's 8 a.m. You rolled out of bed and you're eating chicken nuggets. My first meal of
1: the day. So we (laughs) picked it up from an unnamed fast food restaurant that is not sponsoring us, but it's Jack in the Box and Jack in the Box. No free club. I mean, you know what? Actually, I'm not being paid to say this. I'm just a fan jack-in-the-box chicken nuggets not bad <laughs> also Fair. check out their uh, home style ranch chicken clubs excellent little pricey but still excellent sandwich so we got 20 jack-in-the-box chi- well now 19 jack-in-the-box chicken nuggies left <laughs> and uh we've got 30 grilled chicken strips in uh, in honor of Giannis Antetokounmpo putting up not 49 not 51 50 in the nba finals capping off this is his final stat line for the finals. 35 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, shot 62% from the field. The only other player to shoot 60% or more in a final series and have the amount of shots that Giannis took was Shaquille O'Neal in 2002. And ladies and gentlemen, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is an NBA champion and welcome one, welcome all to the Giannis Generation with 50 chicken nuggies here on the DSD podcast.
0: So I'll tell you this, I'm gonna be doing a lot of talking today, it sounds like because I think Kyle's gonna be stuffing his face for the day, but we'll 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 keep track of that throughout the day. But I want to start by saying this that Giannis was freaking Steph Curry at the free throw line. <laughs> what do <are> you go <laughs> 17 for 19? Are you and, and they and he looked good like his 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 like rhythm his shot looked good like i was like this is like not even real why is he look so smooth i mean obviously it's in Milwaukee but like he's never has he ever had a game that he shot in like 90% like, ever. I, I would love to know that stat because this is the close-up game, the biggest game of his career. He has the best free-throw shooting percentage probably of his so career. So, I, I, Giannis Aduncumpo,
1: I've done some research on it, and it's secondhand research, but he has shot 90% okay. many times before in his career, but I don't believe at the volume of shots that he took in that game, he shot 19 free-throws. I, mean. I don't believe at that yeah, volume that's what I mean. that he could hit 90% or more because Giannis used to be... Yeah, say a 78% free throw shooter early on in his career. Yeah. It's only in the last two years that he's gone down to 60 60- Eight and 71 percent and then this playoffs it was 48 percent and they actually figured out when Giannis got the yips at the free throw line they actually like went back and figured out why he had this dip in free throws and it was because oh what is it at the 2000 and so this is after the mvp season i think he shot 77 or 78 percent at the line in his first mvp season in 2019 at the 2019 world championships Giannis Anadokumpo had a two game stretch where he went zero for 10 at the free throw line. And they're saying that moment was when the yips kind of kicked in for Giannis going to the free throw line was missing big free throw after big it. free throw, like Nick Anderson syndrome, kind of like when you miss big free throws, yeah. you're reluctant to go to the free throw line and it kind of gets in your head a bit. So they kind of pinpointed that was the moment when he had like an 8% dip in free throws the next season.
0: That's crazy. I did not know that. But, yeah, I mean, like, but, like, you know, anyone can go 4 for 5 or whatever at the line. You know what I mean? 17 for 19 at the free throw line in the biggest game of your life. You know, it's actually kind of crazy went 19 times or uh, 8, what's that, uh, uh, like, like 10 times or a little bit less, like 9 mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know how many for, like, and ones yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, something like 9 or 10 like that's probably too much for him to go to the line to be honest just if you're if you're calling a fair you know fair game but holy mother of god he had the mo- one of the most legendary performances out yeah. there. he really and, did. and I
1: love that we're starting with the free throws in, in analyzing this magical game six from Giannis Antetokounmpo and it's a great way to start because we you were talking to me off the air yesterday like it felt like Giannis was at 50 points with like four minutes left in the game like we were looking up like oh he could get to 55 he could get to 56 he
0: he had 49 he had 49 with like legit five minutes left I think and like that just talks about how his character like I know that like you know end of the day like he wants to win but just that right there shows who he is as a person he wants to win so He could have gotten to even 60, bro. He could have, and it was just poetic justice. He goes to the free-throw line, makes the first one, misses the second. It was just poetic justice. He had to end at 50. I felt so good about that. And that's also why his next day at the 50-piece uh, chicken nugget thing was actually extra funny. He's like, not 49, not 51, but 50. Yeah,
1: I loved that when it was a six-point game, they just fouled. They made sure get Giannis the ball. It was a six-point game. Like, theoretically, it wasn't over. There was like nine seconds left. No. Theoretically, it wasn't over. And they threw the ball to Giannis on the inbound because they're like, he's getting the 50 damn points. He's going to be... The seventh player in NBA history to get to 50 points in an NBA finals game. And to do it in a closeout game, it's just, wow. You can't write it better than that. Well, maybe maybe you could have. Yeah. Maybe you could have had Chris Middleton
0: doing a little more. But Chris Middleton got in foul no, trouble no, and I, didn't no, score for a quarter. It was poetic. It was poetic. And man, let me tell you, once again, the Bucks. We're terrible last, terrible in game six. There's so many times I was like, what are they doing? Like, like they are so bad without Giannis. Like, it's like, it's amazing. And then you got Bobby Portis looking like Kevin Durant out there. He really is pretty good, though. I've always liked Bobby Portis. Ever since he knocked out uh, the, what's that guy? Heritage, yeah. Yeah. M- um, Miritich that's like the funniest story Look, it's out even there. funnier now well, man, because
1: now that Bobby Portis has been the role player on a championship team he gets to be a locker room presence for the next 10 years of his career and so Bobby Portis is gonna end up like showing up as like a veteran presence even though he basically
0: ended oh, Nikola yeah.
1: Miritich's career by punching him in the face <laughs>
0: Well, and I actually liked uh, Muretich too, for sure. Like, he was actually pretty good. But I'll tell you this, that Bobby Porras is... A, I, I'm so happy you brought that up because he's a perfect example of a guy that will just be getting, like, money no matter what for the rest of his career because he, he knows what it takes to win now, like, quote-unquote, yeah, right? which doesn't so mean be getting like people five, are still going to sign him. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But, it, it, but like... It does in a certain extent where Jay Crowder before this series was like the only one that made the finals, which is crazy. And it it actually showed a lot of the time. By the way, I feel like Jay Crowder outside of anyone besides like you know Devin Booker and Chris Paul, because Chris Paul, you know whatever. But like as a role player, he was by far the most like noticeable. He was always in. Wasn't there. it ironic so I don't how know, that felt ended, like he,
1: where the guys who had never been to the yeah, playoffs before. Ironic. Booker and Aiton who had been like the guys defying the odds of like hey they've never had the postseason experience but here they are dominating yeah at the end it was Booker and Aiton who kind of fell apart in the last few games and and Booker obviously had the 40 point games
0: but yeah we'll see the yeah the thing about Booker is he just kind of got I think he just like lost like faith it felt like the games when he was lights out there was one I think it was game three i think yeah so the box went down oh two and then it was game three i think he dropped 40 points game four game four was the one
1: he got 40 so game three was the one where he had the the all-time bad game where he had like 10 points oh yeah so yeah sorry game four and five he had the 40 pointers but they were both on like yeah no the game four he took like 20 something shots and shot 60 percent game five was the one where he took 34
0: shots yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you. So the game four one was like he couldn't miss, and he was like literally lights out the whole game. And But that was the game they really didn't have a chance, right? Like, I feel like they were down big time throughout the game. Oh, no, no. It was that the one they had a chance to win. I can't remember. Game four was I'm, the one. Kind of game kind of four was when together. they blew the lead. Game five. Yes, yeah, 16 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I you know. <sighs> All right, so <laughs> I'm all over the place right now, but but I really want to say this. It's 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 interesting how, you know, those two fell apart, you know, they're both great players. I'm I I don't know what your thoughts are on the superstar talk for Devin Booker, but that needs to end. He's not a superstar. Well, I don't care what anyone says. He's not. It's it's difficult because yes, he's one of the right now
1: five five or so best players of his generation, but in the league right now,
0: he's probably in that 12 to
1: 15 range.
0: That's what I'm saying. A superstar is something that is very rare in the NBA. And I'm not saying he can't be a superstar. He's like, you know, five years old. He's tiny. He's young. He could, he could get there. No problem. Is he 24? 24 years old right now. But he's not a superstar right now. There's only like 10 super, I'm, 10 is probably even too much. It's probably like 7. I can name them right now. Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, Steph Curry. I I guess Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis Anthony is, Davis is Anthony Davis. a Davis. questionable, and but
1: yes, you're right. They the Lakers won by yeah, having two of those guys.
0: Yeah. And then Damian Lillard is probably and in there Kevin as well. Durant. Um and Kevin Durant. And then that's it. and then um um James Harden. Oh yeah, James Harden's probably there too. Yeah, so yeah, but maybe not this year, but like there's like seven or eight, like questionable. And like there's oh, wait, like legit you, only five solid Jokic? ones. See, you think he's a superstar? I, I think. It
1: bec- I think if you win in it. So this is interesting. So of what is becoming the Giannis generation, Jokic is like the third guy, which makes him basically, yeah. if you think back to what the Durant generation was, was, like you had Durant, you had Curry, and then you had Harden. So Jokic is like the Harden so not- to his generation
0: fair but i'm not saying that he's a super he can't be a superstar i just think uh, that's a that's a really interesting one Jokic is really actually Jokic so is much right on the than fringe Booker, he's, he's on yeah. the fringe with yeah, like
1: yeah. what damian lillard
0: and james harden are it's like you know what you know I, I i would give him the nod so let's just say like eight to ten right devin booker's not in in that conversation he's not i'm sorry not yet once these guys start retiring you know there really can only be like five or six to ten superstars. Luca is more of a superstar than Devin Booker. I think I, I think I, I think. get
1: what your bar is for a superstar. And and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like your bar is best player on a championship team. Can be a best player on a yeah. championship team. Yes.
0: Yes. You have to be the best player by far. Like 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 if you are if you're playing against another team that doesn't have like a quote unquote superstar like, you know, like the ones I named, you have to be the best player on the court. But if you're not in my mind you're just a star, but you're like a tier tier 1 star. You know what I'm saying? Like Paul yeah, an George all-star. tier like 1 an star. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's really interesting too cuz like sometimes being an all-star is not exactly like you know, like so I'll give you an example like uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both all stars, but, but they're not created equal. Yeah, like de- Jason Tatum is obviously better than Jalen Brown, but I think Jason Tatum is a, is like a uh, is like a tier one star, and then Jason, uh sorry, Jalen Brown is like just a star well, J- because you, know you think
1: Jason Tatum, and I agree with you, Jason Tatum is going to be a ten time All Star one day. Like that's what we look at him and say, yeah, like.
0: Yeah, like, I, I think Jason Tatum could, like, legit be, like, an MVP. I don't think that Jalen Brown has that in his So bag. I
1: think the second category you're kind of creating is Hall of Famers. Like, they're
0: putting up Hall of Fame numbers, like Jimmy Butler. See, you know what's, you know what's funny? Yeah, that's so interesting, too, because, I, like, there's, like, fringe guys who make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Butler's probably going to make the Hall of Fame. I think he's a good player, but he's a star, but is he a superstar, in my opinion? No, he's yeah, not.
1: It, I mean... Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, those are guys that like six, seven all-star teams that made the Hall of Fame, of course. And and again, I'm not going to take anyone's Hall of Fame away from anyone. Like you, you put as many no, people no, no. as you want, I,
0: but I would love to have actually, this is a great conversation to figure out like what a superstar is, because in my opinion, it's pretty clear who's a superstar, and who's not. In my mind, at least. Like, I'm very, very, very particular on you. Super- Stop just throwing the word around superstar. Superstar is supposed to be like, you know, like a borderline generational talent. Yeah. Like, and there's some superstars that are, aren't are even generational. You know what I mean? Like, being generational is like LeBron, Giannis, Steph Curry. Well, even Steph Curry. Uh, even Steph Curry,
1: I'd argue, is, is difficult. Because Steph Curry, it, the guys who I think of are like
0: superstars are guys
1: who you can say... Either like they will like we need a bucket and they can get you a bucket and there's nothing you can do to stop them from getting a bucket. Giannis, KD, LeBron five years ago. Um, Steph Curry, you could argue, is not even in that camp. Kawhi Leonard, you could argue, is not even in that camp. James Harden, you could argue. James Harden's probably there, but you could argue James Harden's not in that camp.
0: Yeah. Well, the reason why I say Seth Curry being generational is cause he literally changed the game. Like I don't know if he's as I don't know if he's as good as those guys, quote unquote, just because like you said, he's maybe not as unstoppable. But literally he changed the game, so he just gets the nod there. Yeah. And again, opinion. there's but no I, shame I, I could see There's no shame
1: sure. in not being Kevin Durant. There's no shame in not being seven feet tall yeah. and being able to shoot over yeah, people. Yeah, he's different.
0: Yeah, he he just he's he's literally built like, you know, uh just like like a center and can shoot like a guard. It yeah. just and then even Giannis too. Like Giannis when he's right, when he's like healthy, he he's in the he's in the mode. I'm not sure there's one player in the NBA that could stop him like legitimately. And I would say that Deandre Ayton this year was a good defender. Like really yeah. good. He got he way was, better yeah. last year. He was like terrible, but this year he got a lot better. I no
1: thought. one can stop Giannis except the Miami Heat and Bam Adebayo.
0: Just Bam Adebayo. That's it. <laughs> it's just only Bam Adebayo. But, but I but I do think that Bam actually is like a is like really like a matchup nightmare for 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 Giannis. He's 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 still going to get his, but I think that Bam. Yeah, that's a good one cuz I think Bam's like kind of similar to Giannis in, in certain ways and but he can also play good defense. And what
1: you were talking about before getting to the superstar point and Bam Adebayo brings me back to that conversation about Hall of Famers yeah. is there's just yeah. so much talent in the NBA now and The other thing that I figured out during the season is that every single franchise either has a top 50 player or is on their way to getting a top 50 player. And these are like legitimately great players, like even the Bulls. The Bulls have Zach Levine and Vucevic, and I don't know how much Vucevic has left, but Vucevic was a top 50 player and probably still is teetering on the edge of
0: a top 50 player. And... No, no, it, it, it's it's unbelievable, and that's where it's like a really interesting conversation is like where do you draw the line? Are, are we saying that Trey Young's a superstar? Are we saying that? Because in my opinion, you have to be a certain category. Like I'm gonna maybe do some research and just thoughts on this, and like what makes a superstar a superstar? Because I'll go, I go off the eye test more than anything. I don't use like analytics as much as like I probably should. But when I see a superstar, you like it's like this dude is is just different i I don't know how to describe it any differently like i just feel like you know you gotta be i'm glad you brought that up It's a really interesting conversation um,
1: have you ever seen the meme that's like you can tell anyone's basketball iq by their opinions on draymond green so there's another version to that which is you can tell just how analytically inclined someone is and how much of a basketball nerd they are by their opinion on carl anthony towns
0: yeah, well, well, but I can tell you that I think Carl Anthony Towns could be a superstar. I think he has, like, the. so I'll tell you this, and, and also, and let's be honest, too, how many times are people really watching Carl Anthony Towns? He's on the worst team in the NBA, potentially, so it's hard to, like, get really good insight on him, but I can tell you, I watched him probably five times this year, six times, and then also with highlights and stuff. This guy has the bag to be the best center in the NBA, and he can shoot, like, a... Uh, Shooting, I mean, like like a like a, a small forward. He is potentially be a superstar as well. I just think he's really raw still. So it's going to be an interesting debate on how what makes a superstar because he's really freaking talented. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I know. He's I, one of the faces like of the Giannis.
1: Think about it this way. So let's go through the Giannis generation real quick. We talked about this a little bit on Monday, but now that it's officially here and we know that they've won. Okay, so of players who are under thirty years old right now. And this can be Luca. You can count Luca and Trey Young in there. So under thirty years old, which is basically younger than Kawhi Leonard. Number one, you're taking is Giannis. Two, yeah. I would take Embiid.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just Three, Jokic. Um, yeah. I so guess, yeah. here's the other
1: options you could pick: too. Devin Booker, so Donovan here's the Mitchell, thing. Jason after, Tatum, Luca, yeah, Trey after- Young.
0: Yeah, after number two, it's like I feel like it just kind of falls apart. It's like clearly those are the number two. And I I bet you that Embiid could be better, like not better than uh, Giannis, but if he stayed healthy, he'd be like the the face of all of this. He's an absolute I said that injured. today you on Take It, it Easy. If much. you
1: put the right pieces around Joel Embiid or at least some semblance of another superstar he
0: and, and health. health, if and he health. can put up 35 and 12 in the finals like Giannis Every did. single night. And, and honestly, bro, I think I think that Jan, there's never been a player like Giannis, like ever. So that's what makes him so different. He's he's like like we talked about Shaquille O'Neal, like, but he's still he's faster, Shaquille O'Neal, tr- but can face, like, up, face up to him. the basket. Yes, it, exactly. But there's been a lot of players like Joel Embiid, like just because like that's just a, he's a more conventionalist type of center. But the problem with Joel Embiid is literally no one can guard him. There's not an I, it, outside of Rudy Gobert, but I'm and that we've seen that that Rudy can't guard him. Yeah, Rudy so and Anthony Davis. He's also it's an just unguardable. Just Rudy and Anthony Davis. You know what? I would I would almost put Embiid as a superstar like it like that is that's a really interesting man I I love well, this yeah and it's tough because so
1: like it's easy like for example we were listing them earlier like the ones off the top of your head KD well we've seen KD do it before like obviously KD is great we've seen um we've seen Kawhi do it we've seen Giannis do it now we've seen LeBron yeah. do it which LeBron is kind of in a weird place right now but he's still you know top
0: 10 he's he's I, he's probably still fringe top yeah. five like he's probably top he, five right he now. would
1: still maybe be the best player on a championship team but only on that championship team that has another superstar it would be a super team so it would be him
0: like chris middleton yeah.
1: but also having anthony davis like he needs yeah it's the same yes. thing Embiid's yes. kind of in that same territory where Embiid can be best player on a championship mm-hmm. team but his second best player should be damian lillard or his second best player should be Kawhi Leonard, and Embiid can be best player on a well, championship team.
0: Someone who can, someone who can spread the floor. Like that's why. That's why Ben. I, I think Ben Simmons is getting. Man, I, I could go into this deep too really quickly. I think Ben Simmons is a great, is actually like a good, not great player, but I think he's getting killed because the Embiid. Ben Simmons tandem does not work. They need to split that up. So, like, I think Ben Simmons would be much better elsewhere. But we can get into that. Well, time. I, I've
1: mentioned my thoughts. Three simple words. Three simple words. Sign Kyle Lowry. Just move Simmons to the four. Yeah, he signed Kyle Lowry at the point, and I think fine, they can win fine. a championship.
0: Okay, so go back to the generation but, yeah. thing. Sorry, I. I no, I cut it's you all off. good. Like so
1: think about it going back to I mean history tells us all this stuff think about the Kobe Bryant so Kobe Bryant was obviously the face of that era but you had Steve Nash win an MVP you had Dirk Nowitzki win an MVP you had uh Kevin Garnett won an MVP even like recently Durant was the Durant and Curry were the two best players of their generation but you had Harden win an MVP Russ won an MVP in there. Like those are really, really great players. And we're seeing it now. Like, yes, Giannis is the face of the generation, but Jokic just won an MVP. My bet is Joel Embiid
0: will win the MVP next year. And yeah, yeah, Joel Embiid should have won yeah. this year. I mean, like, if he just doesn't get injured, he wins. And and, and that's why I think the whole Jokic thing, and I'm not I don't you don't you don't take they don't take championships down, they don't take away MVPs, but like, you know, this year was so weird with MVP like there could have been four other players that I would have picked before jo- Jokic Hell so, I like, would have given it to in Giannis. my opinion <laughs> yeah Giannis I, I'm, I'm uh, James Harden if he stayed healthy uh you know, even Kevin yeah. Durant if Jokic had just M- been LeBron. that
1: totally overwhelming Jokic would have been the wouldn't have been the MVP the only reason he got it is because they couldn't give it to anyone else he was just so dominant well, and, for such a stretch of the season and the injuries yes, and injuries the injuries. It, it,
0: if Embiid doesn't get injured, he wins the MVP walking backwards. In my opinion, I thought it, he was like a it would it would have been fifty. He was like minus four or five. Yeah, it would have been about
1: 50, fifty. Dude, he was
0: minus four or five hundred on on fit, Fanduel at that time, and then he got injured, and then it was just over. Because I think I, I do agree with you. I think Jokic got stronger throughout the season. Like he got I don't know if he got better, but he just stayed as good the entire year. Like he was literally the same player every game, which makes him so compelling as a. Um, MVP candidate. We talked about this on Take it Easy a while
1: back. Do you remember the thing I said about Jokic and win shares and about how it for a time, yeah, he was on pace to break the record for win shares that was previously held. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. end up getting that number. He got to 29.7, which was the exact same number Giannis Antetokounmpo got when he won the second MVP in 2020. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's undeserving. Yeah, no, of that's that's really but I think unfair. It's that's fair. Really it's unfair, like cause... we don't
1: we don't think of Jokic as the face of the generation. It feels like a Westbrook MVP. That's what it feels like happened yeah. for for Jokic. Yeah.
0: But he's but he's still probably already a Hall of Famer. Like I like I'm just like you know what I mean? Like maybe not fringe, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he is a stud. He's a free he's, a, he's yeah. a beast. And he's like awesome. Like let's put it this way. He's a top three center in the NBA for the next like probably five or six he years. He is to he is like, to this and
1: this is weird for people to hear. He is to this generation what Steve Nash was to his generation, what Russell Westbrook was to that generation and what Carmelo Anthony was to his generation where I think Carmelo Anthony finished like second in the MVP one year. I think his best finish was so
0: happy you said that because Carmelo Anthony is the most intriguing superstar star debate that you can possibly get because He had so much argument to be a superstar because of like his numbers, but then the star was like, he couldn't win whatever, quote unquote, whatever the fan narratives are. But that debate is nauseating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that is like, you you can't be right there. Both of them make sense to me. I think he's the biggest tweener. You can play a fun
1: game with it. Who is Carmelo Anthony's best teammate of his entire career? Was it like half a season of Amari Um, Stoudemire?
0: Yeah, probably. And maybe like, like like I'm Chauncey to Billups of, because on the yeah on the nug on the Knicks he had nobody I can't I can't think of anybody that was really good I mean the Nuggets he had like um a minute, I guess I like got like a really aging uh Allen Iverson yeah had a, Chauncey Billups Smith. Al yeah. Harrington was pretty good yeah. for a
1: while Kenyon Martin but
0: like it, those are good yeah. pieces yeah of no, course. I, but I every
1: team has a Kenyon Martin or at least every good team has a Kenyon Martin
0: but I also think that I think at that time they didn't find out the formula that you need to like, like put the right people with superstars at that time, because I think that right when Melo went to the Knicks, um, for whatever reason they didn't really put the right people around him, and then they, they basically vilified him. And I used to watch the Knicks often because they would play the Celtics, probably like what, like four or five times a year. I can't think at that time. I think yeah, that there was a little bit of different. They in were the schedule, on national. This is back when the
1: Knicks used to get on national TV too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I would watch them often. And like, dude, like he would shoot a lot, obviously. But like, dude, like there was literally people throwing balls to him, like at like two seconds left of the shot clock. He just takes dumb shots. Like that's on his fault. There was nobody on his team, so like it's such an uh, such an interesting debate. Like I can't, I can, I love. Dude, we could do a whole podcast on Superstar Talk. It literally gets me pumped. I love it. We've done a half hour already, and this
1: is a good time to do it because we've just gone through the transition period in the sport. And so now that we're entering this next phase of this next generation where, you know, it's technically still a transition period, but we know who the best players in the sport are They're Giannis and Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant's last few years as the best player in the sport and Embiid. And, uh, and, um, that Jokic, that's who I was thinking of. Jokic and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, like these are, and Jimmy Butler, these are the best players in the sport. Now, they might not win because they're not on the best teams, but these are the best players yeah. in the sport now. And, you know, LeBron won a championship in 2020, but with the help of Anthony Davis. Like it was this weird tweener
0: team that won. And yeah. so, but you, but me and you also also have been saying before this that we thought Kevin Durant and Giannis were the best, were the best players in the NBA. This is not recency bias for me. I've always thought Kevin Durant and Giannis were the best. And to be honest, I've always wanted to say that Giannis has been the best. But like, I just really been having a tough time choosing between them. Giannis in undoubtedly will be the best player in the NBA for like five yeah. years. It's either yeah. next year, the year after. I just don't know what, exactly when that is. But Kevin Durant's still good enough to be the best player. In my well, so opinion. what
1: I had previously said was that there are four teams that could have won a championship before because they had one of those four players. It was Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi and hardened and i counted durant in there but durant had the achilles injury so he was gone for like 18 months yeah. so durant was in there but i wasn't yeah, sure yeah. what he would be coming back from the achilles injury and now we know he's the same durant he, he, or yeah. better which is insane. so now we can move lebron out of that category like you know lebron he's just getting old like no no shame to lebron he's still amazing he's just not yeah. he needs Anthony everyone Davis. needs to relax
0: yeah yeah, he's not Le- the old LeBron, but he's still, like, a top seven player in the NBA. Like, it's not because he's bad anymore. It's just He's just getting yeah. older. Like, he's he's becoming, like, like an older version of himself. But his game is aging pretty beautifully, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's not, like, a liability at any means. He still doesn't use all of his athleticism. Like, feels like he developed a pretty good shot. Like, by the end of the day, I think LeBron's still, like, a top five player. Maybe... Yeah. I really think it's five to seven. I mean, to yeah. be honest, we, like right we, there. he's in a tier
1: together. It's, like, it's why I like doing tiers, so that we don't yeah. have to spend meaningless time arguing who's better between yes, Devin Booker is. and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. But still, yeah. so it so we can move LeBron out. Kawhi's got the torn ACL, so he'll be gone for next season. And Harden's not not, that. That could
0: be the end of him too. That could be the end of him too. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but like, but, but, but Kawhi could be done too. So like not done, done, but like out of that top tier. So it's, it's proving our point to what we've been talking about. And then Harden, Harden's not there anymore. Like Harden's just
1: aged out of his prime, which again, no shame to Harden. He's still really great. He's just aged out of his
0: prime. And it happened right in front of our eyes in 2020 with Houston. So Oh, oh yeah, like fast yeah. too. Like it kind of just happened, like out of nowhere. It's kind of crazy. So that leaves mountains.
1: us at the top with just Katie and Giannis. That's it. Like Katie and Giannis are in a yeah. tier by themselves now, and that puts Brooklyn and Milwaukee as the two championship favorites next year. But it puts Katie and Giannis yeah. in a tier by themselves now.
0: I mean, theoretically, the Nets should win running away which is which is why I think that's so I, I I don't know how the ratings did like actually on paper, but I saw that they were comparing it to 2020, which is just so like it's just garbage because obviously it's gonna be better than 2020 because 2020 might have had the worst ratings ever. But I feel like this championship, uh, sorry, NBA finals ended up being a lot better once the box obviously came back and made it interesting. But I mean, are, are we are we Doubting ourselves, are we kidding ourselves saying that the Net- the Nets literally should have beaten the Bucks if they have, you know, we talked about this not historically bad, James Harden, if Kyrie Irving's healthy, and they were literally one one inch away from beating them in a game seven. So, like, I'm not exactly sure why people want to be like, oh, anyone else has a chance besides the Nets. I think the Nets are should like our are, are overwhelming favorites uh, favorites to win next year. Like they should be like even money. I think it's almost a lock if if they don't have any injuries. I mean like, wh- like why like why don't they assuming, win? Like, I don't assuming assuming how- no
1: superstars change hands, which it looks like right now no superstars are going to change hands. It's going to be a very like
0: Well, what do you mean? So, what do you mean? Like meaning like going to different yeah, places. Yeah, changing teams. Like yeah, none fair. of the top 10 fair. players so are no- supposed
1: to change teams. So there might be changes on the fringes like you know Westbrook might end up on the Lakers or DeRozan might end up on the Heat or small things like that but yeah. none of the, the like 10 superstars that we were talking about are changing teams now yeah. Damian Lillard might change that but it looks like Damian Lillard's gonna be a blazer for now like new information yeah. could change it so it feels a lot so like with what that we being thought 100%, last hundred was
0: yeah yeah say that no injuries and no big trades like why doesn't the Nets win like unless like like I, I, I'm not even sure if the Celtics, if the Celtics got Damian Lillard, like I'm not even sure that's enough. Like you know what I mean? I still think like, like maybe if like, I don't know the the Heat get Damian Lillard and they don't have to give up Bam. I don't think
1: I don't even think I, I, that I mean, would be enough.
0: I think I think I think it's yeah, like the yeah.
1: Sixers. I think it's like Dame on the Sixers would be the difference. Yeah. But is that is
0: that with Ben Simmons? No, or without Ben Simmons
1: him? would go to um, Portland in the trade, so it'd probably be like Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul and Tyrese Maxey and maybe a draft pick going to the
0: to the Blazers. And then, and, and then all of a sudden, yeah, and then all of a sudden you got like the like three of the top five teams are in the are in the East, which is kind of which is kind of already um, that way because yeah. I would
1: put the Sixers as the third yeah. best team still, considering that now the Clippers are are toast because Kawhi is going to be gone most of next season, so. The yeah know, clippers or toes yeah
0: because 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 yeah because we know that the jazz and the um the suns are going to regress 100 like this was their opportunity like i'm not saying they're going to be like bad i'm sure they, they're, they're still really solid teams but i i in my opinion it's clear cut it's that nets bucks then sixers and then i'm trying to think who well are no well hang on i, I would the say the lakers. lakers
1: are probably there with the sixers as that next tier with anth because Anthony. Again, it's it's all a matter of what you think of these superstars.
0: Because yes, KD and Giannis. I just think the Sixers are better. I just think the Sixers are better. I do. Like I think that they have a better, they have a better team. Better. I mean, I, I guess which, I guess a better now that, coach. Now that not I think about it, sure. as you
1: say it, it feels like that comes down to you just think Embiid is better than Anthony Davis at a certain point, which is really tough to figure out is whether yeah. Embiid is better than Anthony Davis.
0: I mean, at the very least, they're a wash. And then you got LeBron, obviously, is the number two. Then you got, you know, Ben Simmons. And, like, when do you take another um, Laker? It's going to be, like, like four or five, six, like five Sixers. Like, yeah. I, like, I know they're a superstar-driven Caruso Crusoe's
1: Caruso's a free agent.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. The, the the Lakers might be actually toast. Like, they're, their bench is going to be bad. Like, the Sixers have one of the most... Like, you got to give them credit where credit's due. Like on a team-building aspect, this year they got so much yeah, better. no question. Bringing no in the question. right players. Like, Seth Curry was a grand slam. You know, Even Danny Green obviously got injured but, like, nailed it. You know, all these moves were – it was the right moves at the right time. So I really do think that the, if you look at every team in the NBA, the Sixers really are one of the only teams that are just truly one piece away from being, like, a finals favorite. I mean, or one of the finals favorites. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be better than the Nets, which, which we've already discussed that night. I
1: will say with the Bucks, though, because it feels similar to this year. In a seven-game series, I think Chris Middleton can be better than Kyrie or James Harden for four out of seven games. Like, that's the way I would say is if... So you think that you it don't- can. Like I said it last year too is that even with a healthy Brooklyn team I felt there was a chance Milwaukee could still knock them off. Like Milwaukee was the one team that could beat Brooklyn and I thought they were going to play in the yeah. conference finals. But still year over year it's difficult to pin down exactly how good the how good Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are. When we look at Kyrie and James Harden and say they come up more often, they come through more often than those two. It's why we think they're better players is because they give you 25, 26, 27 more often than Middleton and Drew Holiday or, you know, defensive end. You can call it a wash, whatever. So I would say those two are there, but I think it's just because of how much respect I have for Giannis and the fact that. He can outplay Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant can outplay him and we might get another epic series like we got this year where it went to seven games. Obviously injuries permitted like injuries change a lot of the math, but those two those two are far and away the best just because they have the best superstars. And after that, I'm looking around. I'm like, well, yeah, Philadelphia. Well, they've got Embiid Uh, at, at the simplest level of superstars. They've got Embiid. Denver's got Jokic and a healthy Jamal Murray I think Denver could be really good Denver go get Bradley Beal I've been saying it for two years go get Bradley Beal
0: um Denver Denver's got their guys yeah Denver Denver is a wicked interesting team like for sure I I because because and that's also assuming that Michael Porter Jr. gets better because Michael Porter Jr. has like has like star that's that's something I'm learning is that
1: I, I had said before I said coming into this season and I feel vindicated by it different ways different way than I thought I had said Denver needs a third best player or sorry a second best player better than Jamal Murray like if Jamal Murray's your third best player you're pretty you're in pretty good shape yeah. they needed a second best player better than Jamal Murray. My
0: well, yeah. My because, answer to that was trading because for also to Beal.
1: <laughs> and yeah, that would get it. But yeah, no, Michael Porter you. Jr. might end up being better than Jamal
0: Murray. Like
1: it's not out of the question. But here's the
0: thing, though. Here's the thing, though. There's no other team that has a better trading chip than Michael Porter Jr. Like you know, what I mean, that's a pr- like if you want to get a superstar, he's the one that you got Dude, to trade. I could go and both ways. Have, like, I could trade Jamal Murray instead. Like I could go both ways. Yeah. On that. Fine. Fine. Both of them, and Jamal Murray, I think, is a pretty favorable contract. I think he's under like a, a couple more years. I mean, he also got injured, so that might be interesting or bad. But I think he, it's like I think it's like eighteen million or something like that per year, or twenty million. Like, like I, I hear you. the, the bug, the the Nuggets have like a lot of flexibility. But the only problem is, I don't think that Jokic is is always gonna be best player on the yes. floor. Yes. That's the problem with them. So like if they if they play the Bucks, it's just like obviously Giannis and then you play, you know, the Lakers, it's obviously E yeah. D. So it's just an interesting debate. But if you have a number two, like like you said, Bradley Beal, even Jimmy Butler, like that type of like star star um, even Jason Tatum like that type of thing Jason, Jason Tatum is a different conversation yeah, but, you but, know what but I mean. the Nuggets if, if you ideally want uh, is like another
1: top 10 top 15 player but yeah. those are hard yeah. to get for anyone nonetheless
0: Denver where nobody wants to go live in Denver so but Denver has the trade has the trade potential like they, this is their window you want to talk about a window they have one for like two or three more years potential I don't know how much you because when oh actually when's Jokic is Jokic a free agent no, this year
1: Jokic had a four-year contract after 2018 so let me see I think he's got two more years till free agency
0: yeah because I was talking I remember reading that he got he could get like a 50 million dollar extension or something because he like because he he's hitting all of his bonuses and stuff because he's still on his um like he has the bird rights and all that so
1: yeah Jokic makes 31.6 next year 33.6 the year after and then is a free agent so he's got two years under contract before he hits free agency which theoretically could mean he's a pre-agent next offseason which kind of means like he's got one year left on his deal he tells the Nuggets he's not going to resign. Nuggets look to trade him
0: or, or signs an extension. You know, or, they, or they renegotiate, yeah, exactly. I, but I just feel like Jokic isn't that type of guy, because I really do think that the Nuggets are like... Re- like that's in- I'm happy you brought the Nuggets too, because I always forget about them, just because if Jamal Murray was healthy this year, whew, I mean, that's a good team. They made the conference finals that's a really last good team. year, and
1: Michael Porter Jr. got better. Like, Also, they're now, with the Clippers down, they're the second and best they got, team in the West, like, no question.
0: And they got Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon was historically bad. He was horrible. But, like, he, I also think it really wasn't his fault because, like, that's a really tough position to be in. Like, you go from being, like, the number one slash two at your team to become, like, the third best player or fourth. It's pretty hard to acclimate that. And I also think they didn't play him the right way. But I do think that he's, like, a really good player. They have, like, they have like, like, it, like if Michael Porter Jr. gets better, they literally have three top 30 players yep. probably like something which like is that. great because you can and only say like, like that,
1: four or five teams have that
0: yeah 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 and like you know that like they have like a really well and they actually kind of did the 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 Warriors model where they drafted them all there's like outside of uh Aaron Gordon but Michael Porter Jr. uh Jamal Murray Nickel yeah. Jokic. obviously I mean, it's a, a different Murray, situation because they got yeah, lucky. They with got, him, well, but. they got
1: lucky with Michael Porter Jr. too. He was the number one prospect yeah, yeah, in his he class, fell down but he had you yeah. know
0: because he, he had the back exactly. Thing, right? He
1: had two two back injuries at Missouri and was supposed to be the number one pick in his class. I'll never forget this. I was um I was playing NBA 2K, and one of the things I did was I customized the draft classes. And so by the third year of the franchise, I actually had Michael Porter Jr. drafted over Zion Williamson, because that's what everyone said was going to happen back in 2017. So they got lucky in having that's him slide wild. to 13 and have him be there for the Nuggets. And, so, and the Knicks choosing, I think they chose Kevin Knox over Michael
0: Porter Jr., which is which is yeah. so brutal like that I I like Kevin Knox too I liked him in college but man that is just that's brutal. because also too not to mention that like what was it like a 15 you said 15 16 where you got drafted? Porter was 14 I think so at that point why wouldn't you take a, a flyer on like a, not only the uh, the lottery guy all you because the the nuggets know that you know they're Wait, how do they get the fourteen? I will team tell pit? you. I was about Where to say that it was
1: a magical year. So they they had missed the yeah. playoffs year after year, and they just got Jamal Murray. And what happened that year was the Denver Nuggets made it to a final, last game of the season, same record as the Minnesota Timberwolves with Jimmy Butler and with Carl Anthony oh. Towns, and they had to play each other was, in a one-game winner go home. It was. It was literally like a playing game. And they lost. The Timberwolves got the eight seed and lost to the Rockets in the first round. And the Nuggets got the 14 pick in the draft and got Michael Porter Jr. as a result. And the very next year was the year they made it to the second round and lost to Portland on that game where CJ McCollum had like 30 points in
0: Game 7 in Denver. And that was Game Mm 7, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... And, and you know it was funny at that time. I the, I, I remember thinking when CJ McComb went off that I was like, this is like the nugget ceiling. And man, they they just got better. Like everyone got better, and, and like they they made good moves. They have you want to talk about like a good culture. They feel like they give me, a, they have a, I don't know. I just I think like everyone was saying the same know.
1: thing. Cause Jokic looked like a loaf of bread and they were like, how is this guy amazing at basketball? And they're like, no, he's a future MVP. And then he, and then he lost
0: weight, yep. I think. And then the joke, this off season. And then the, and then the year after that, the year after that was a bubble, yep. I think. And that's when he lost all the yep. way.
1: And then they beat the, they beat the Clippers in the, the seven games and then made the conference finals and had that magical, game two that's all I remember it was like a five-game series Lakers blew by him but it was a magical game two where Anthony Davis hit that like fading three-pointer buzzer beater yeah. in that game yeah yeah but Jokic was awesome Jokic that game. I remember that. Jokic and Anthony Davis
0: combined for the last 22 points of that game they were going back and forth I remember specifically one like like Jokic did like a Dirk step back like towards the end of the game and it was like oh this game is so epic like some of those series in the bubble think about it this way if
1: you know Devin Booker is the fifth best player of his generation Giannis is one and beat is two then you can have a huge debate three and four between Jokic and AD they're just so damn similar they're both amazing similar I would take I would
0: take AD but I I would argue Jokic I I think could take Jokic yeah it's it goes both ways I just like I, I, I Yeah, I think it's just, like you said, it's literally, like, who you like more at that point. Like, you literally just like... I don't know why I've always liked AD. I've always thought that he was, like, different. But it's funny because something that Jokic has that people don't realize, like, obviously his passing is unbelievable, but he has, like, court vision, like, like a point guard. It's ridiculous. He's the first
1: point center in NBA history. Now we're seeing a few of them, but he's the first point center.
0: He kind of changed the game, too. It's actually interesting you're saying that, like, so I was saying that Steph Curry was generational because he changed the game, so I guess... I, with that logic, I need to put Jokic in there, but he's not. Like, he just it's it's the the superstar star talk is something that like I could talk about for months. It's been forty five minutes of talking about this, and like we weren't even sure what we were going to talk about in the podcast today, and now we just did like the forty minutes of this. I could do another hour. It's well, just so crazy. let me ask
1: you this because we've got obviously the off season is coming up very quickly here, and the NBA draft is literally seven days from today. Like literally, the draft is in seven days, and. All I know is the four star prospects who are going to go to Detroit and uh, Houston and Toronto and Cleveland, I think, have the top picks. But there's like four players everyone says are going to be stars in this class. But let me ask you this going into this offseason. So the big names moving like John Collins might go to the Timberwolves and like, okay, that's kind of a cool fringe piece that we can talk about after it happens. But in terms of like the big pieces, you've got. And we talked about Denver a second ago. Denver really wants a superstar to come available so they can trade for them. But unfortunately, there's no superstars available. Like if I were Denver, I'd be calling Portland like Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard. What do you want for Damian Lillard? Basically. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And like I'd give up Gordon and either Porter or Murray and a bunch of draft picks to make that happen. Like I would overpay for Damian Lillard at this point if I were Denver. Um, even if he's only got a couple years left on his contract.
0: They should have almost gotten James Harden. That that Oh, yeah, they should have. They should
1: should have gone for it. The same way Portland should have gone for it when Anthony Davis was available. But anyways, so for these teams like the Lakers and the Nuggets and Philadelphia who want to make additions this offseason, it looks like their options are kind of limited to, like, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Russell Westbrook, John Wall... So, like, if you're looking around, like, who would be your ideal fit for a couple of those teams? Like, moves that you think would be like, okay, this could take them to a next level. Not necessarily the next level, but just a next level. Yeah. Because I have my Kyle Lowry to the Sixers Um, one. Like, that's one where I'm like, make it happen 100%. You'd probably win a championship. Yeah,
0: that that makes. That makes a ton of sense to me. Like, I think that if you get Kyle Lowry to the Sixers, like, right then and there, they're, like, a legit... Like, I'm not saying they weren't legit before, but, like, we've seen the Sixers before. We just don't believe in them. I could see that being, like... And also, something that I think Kyle Lowry brings is, like, with, the, with like, the, you know, the cliche narrative, he does have that championship grit. I think that could help them a yes, lot. I even really though do. Kyle
1: Lowry is historically one of the worst playoff performers in the history of the NBA.
0: Yeah. There's
1: statistics that yeah, can back that just, up, by the way. There's statistics that prove I it.
0: actually... Do you remember that that video with that kid who's like Kyle Lowry sucks like I would rather take this guy over oh dude I, back years and years of Kyle Lowry tr- trashing and shaming he was like one of the og twitter making fun of people and then he wins a championship now everyone he's desirable but i do think he brings a lot of grit with his charges he really does play the yeah, game hard, i was i was like, so like afraid
1: that we were going to do that to frank kaminsky that frank kaminsky was going to have a job in the league for seven years because of his championship pedigree it was pet- petrified <laughs> that that was going to happen but only bobby portis at least with bobby portis well Bobby Poris is actually like kind of a player though. Like you know what I mean? He can actually yeah. hoop. I mean Frank Frank Kaminsky I, I, I was I mean, Come can on, do that. Frank Kaminsky was stealing passes from Michael Bridges in the finals. <laughs> he was stealing passes and getting layups in that game six.
0: Yeah. Um, so so who are the so so who are the other teams that you, you um, asked for? Lakers. Um, so How about the, the Lakers? We'll start there. So I, I, I think I think if they get a point guard like like um chris paul maybe like that's like they're gonna chris be Chris Paul like, would be tough they because need somebody. chris paul would have
1: to take a pretty big pay cut to go to the lakers
0: yeah well yeah so if, um okay so let's say let's say russell westbrook like they have a trade Who are they gonna so, trade like like calc Cous- like how, 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 why would they want they Kyle could make Cous- it happen i mean Wizards. to
1: be fair russell westbrook doesn't have very much trade value because the only teams that can trade for yeah. him are teams with a bad contract or, like, the the Hornets. Like, there's just not a lot of options available. Or yeah. Cleveland. Like, it's just teams with cap space yeah. and can't get a player better than Russell Westbrook, which is, you know, it's like Charlotte and Cleveland. That's it. <laughs> like, those are the options. Um, but the Lakers could make it happen. I, I mean, I haven't done the trade machine on it, but I think if you move Harold's contract to the Wizards... So I, again, I can do this on the fly too. So I've got that trusty trade machine up here while I keep munching. By the way, just as a quick update, we're at. Oh yeah, I was about to one, ask two, that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, 15, fifteen. So we've got thirty-one down. We're down thirty-one nuggets. We got nineteen left here on the
0: show today. Um, All right, so 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 keep munching and 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 I'll do a little. I just want to say this really quick that. I think Kyle Lowry might be the most desirable free agent in this class potentially because, like, I'm, like you just described, the Lakers desperately need a point guard. You know, um, the Heat need a point guard. You know, all these guys that they didn't want to trade for him because they knew he was going to be available. Imagine Kyle Lowry on the Lakers. The only problem is, is that the Lakers shaming that the that happens on social media is unbelievable. Like pe- people were treating Wesley Matthews like he was like freaking. I don't know Michael Jordan when he signed there. They were treating you know Marc Gasol as like Akeem Olajuwon. Like I know Marc Gasol is a good player in the past, but he's not. Dude, they were literally treating um, Andre Drummond like Shaq when they were trying to recruit him to come to the Lakers. Like it's crazy what Lakers Twitter does. So I don't know if I don't know if Kyle Lowry can handle that potentially, but I do think that Kyle Lowry could potentially be the most desirable free agent in this class.
1: I think it's either him or DeRozan like it it's yeah it's those are the unless john collins is going to end up on a star team but even then i think i like he's like a third guy on there
0: yeah but he's a re isn't he restricted yeah, he's too, restricted
1: though? but there are there are yeah. talks that the hawks could theoretically like reduce his contract or renounce his contract if he gets offered a max
0: i mean bro like i like i'm not paying john collins 20 million i'm well, just think so like wait, how about 30
1: million that's what he's looking for
0: like, yeah yeah, like I like John Collins is a good player, but no, I, think, no I don't think like, the Hawks set, have a like,
1: choice. I think they have to. But also John
0: Collins is a piece you use to trade for a player better than John Collins. That's how you do it. Fine. But John and the and and you can get like a potentially bad contract out of it. Like not bad, but like not like an aging bad contract. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, this would be the most Timberwolves signing of all time, bringing in John Collins for like thirty not million dollars. Not only that,
1: they'd have to they trade Josh Akogi to make it happen too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, we just just be prepared for that because I feel like that's something that they would do. That's something that like the Hornets would do previously. They if they feel like they have a bit, a little bit of a different. uh, So also, there is
1: one. There's only one way that the Lakers can acquire Russell Westbrook, and that is via. A sign and trade with Schroeder. So if Schroeder signs with the Lakers and they trade him to the Wizards, that is the way they can do it. Is if Schroeder wants to go to the Wizards, which would kind of mean,
0: and I can't imagine
1: why. Well, Schroeder's going to go whoever gives him the most money. So it's just if the Wizards want to give Schroeder twenty five million (laughs) dollars, like he's
0: asking for. Yeah. So basically, it's not going to happen, and they're not going to get Russell Westbrook. I can tell you this though. I think another guy that like you know like the like it adds an example like uh Derek Rose could be a nice little piece for the Lakers you know but like I I don't think there's anything on like that outside of like you know the Kawhi Leonard's actually Kawhi Leonard's a free agent too but he's you know he's, yeah, he's, injured, got, he's so gonna really make a yeah, he's gonna opt yeah he's gonna
1: opt in and chill in in San Diego for eight months yeah um I'm actually surprised he didn't have the surgery later and just said I'm gonna miss all of next season but I don't know like it's Uh, Kawhi's yeah the Clippers Clippers offseason move I mean
0: he could still miss he could could still miss the whole entire season yeah of course it's an 8 to
1: 12 month injury and it's like
0: yeah he could take a while to
1: recover from that
0: but they even say it's like 8 to 12 months but it's like you get like another 8 months after that become like a like you're more service, like you're back to normal because, mm-hmm. like, you got to get back with like, like playing shape. But like go Well, think about say? like
1: with the Achilles with John Wall and Kevin Durant, where they got 18 to 24 months to recover and then they came back like right in basketball shape again. Like having that extended time really helped in recovery. But, um, Definitely. Yeah. The Clippers offseason plan is just lay down and die. Just just be sad. Lay down and die. Go on and be the sixth seed led by Paul George and and Marcus Morris. Like y'all got no hope. (laughs) You got no hope if you're the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard gone. But you got a conference finals out of it. So, yeah, just just lay down and die. Clippers fans. for sure for sure uh how about miami that was the Um, last one because miami can sign people but can't trade for people at this point is there anything you might you see from that yeah
0: yeah i mean i you know but like you know they they held on to their chips too much um with you know Tyler Hero. The Tyler Hero needs to prove, some, prove himself a little bit more next year if they want to trade him. So I think I think Miami's stuck in purgatory now. Like they're they, they might be in trouble. Like I don't even know what they're gonna even do. Like I saw the reports of Duncan Robinson's gonna get 15 million a year, which he probably is, and I don't think the Heat are gonna do that. So I don't know. Like they're gonna need like a sizable piece to be really calm. Like, I think today they're neck and neck with the Celtics. Yeah. But that's with that's with the expectation that Jason Tatum doesn't get better. That's with the expectation that Jalen Brown doesn't get better. That's with the expectation that like, it's the co like, I think the heat are in trouble. They're like a five. They're like a five seed purgatory. Now, like they're like, I, I just can't imagine they're going to get much better unless they can trade for someone big. Like I like Jimmy that. We're, we're in but, official
1: Indiana or no, who is the, Oh, Nate McMillan, fifth seed purgatory. That's where they are right yeah. now. If we have Kemba Walker, ninth seed purgatory, they're in Nate McMillan, fifth seed purgatory. <laughs> Where you, yeah, you yeah, got a good team, but you just get bounced in the first round every year.
0: That that's all they are. I mean, like I I I know that Heat fans are going to be all worked up about that, but like I don't know how to say it otherwise. Like, how do you feel like they're anything but that? Like, I think that like the fact that they made it to the finals and when year was obviously a fluke, we've been saying since day one. And like that gave them too high of expectation. I think that that kind of hurt them because now they're looking at, you know, on Kend- uh, Kendrick Nunn at that time as like a really good piece, you know, Tyler Hero, they should have well, traded say, all these guys hurt for superstars, them by but not
1: getting James Harden. That's what yeah. hurt them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, that's what I'm saying like they just like like I mean let's be honest like how accurate are the reports of James Harden potentially not going there be, just because of Tally here I don't know how accurate that is but it, there's no untouchables on the on the on the on the roster besides Bam and Jimmy Butler I mean so not like, even that I would
1: I, I would say Bam untouchable or not even Bam I'd say you just turn over the roster to Portland and say what do you want for Damian Lillard that's basically what I would say at this point I'd say not even yeah. Bam is untouchable after the offensive nightmares he had at the end of last season but to your point on Duncan Robinson from you know a couple things ago like they might give him 15 mil a year just because they've got no one else to give the money to anymore like they were banking on Giannis or Kawhi becoming free agents now they're staying where they are and now Miami's kind of behind the curve like Miami yeah Miami just doesn't like I think DeRozan's gonna end up in Miami in the end just because there's not a ton of places for DeRozan but that
0: doesn't like move the needle totally in their favor Exactly, it helps, but it's it just like, it's like, but I do think DeRozan's a good player, but like, like okay, let's say, let's be honest, they get to DeMar DeRozan, they're better than the Celtics, they're like a fourth seed, right? Yeah, Something they're like like maybe a, three, maybe a, a top to eight team, like, yeah, they're, but they're clearly
1: behind the Bucks, the Nets, and the 76ers. Yeah, like, easily, and I
0: just, I don't know, I, I, I just... I just would like I, I'm I'm a Celtics fan, so obviously like I'm very bullish on the Celtics. But like you, you're telling me, you would rather have the Miami Heat roster than the Celtics roster. Like obviously the Kemba Walker thing killed them, so that that really set them back. But I would still have whatever they whatever they have yeah, with Jason again, Tatum. It, I was gonna say Heat, it all comes you know down mean?
1: to superstars that I would prefer. I'd prefer Jason Tatum because Tatum over has Bama superstar Debayo. potential. They're, I mean, they're not far he off, super, but they're I,
0: both there. But I don't think Bam has superstar potential. Do you? I think Bam star potential. Star poten- well, star he's already I I don't think he has... I think he's already a star. It's well, just what I mean. Like what I'm saying is like tier one star. Like the Paul Georges is the world. I think he could be that. But I don't think I I don't think he could be like a Kevin Durant. I, I think that Jason Tatum is could easily be a tier one star. He probably already is, and could and then could jump as a you know superstar potentially mvp candidate i don't think that bam has that in his bag well I let's go
1: through the generations with the the babies here cuz you know bam's technically a baby so you've got luca zion trey young jason tatum then ja morant and bam are probably in their own category there so yeah i'd say bam's probably <laughs> bam to his generation is going to be like what uh what damian lillard was to his generation that's what i'll say which is why i think that's what Portland should be asking for in a trade is bam. They should be asking for bam in a trade. So, um, yeah, I'd say Tatum has a higher ceiling, but I, it's so tough. Tatum is so hard to figure out. No,
0: it is tough no it is tough like sometimes Tatum looks like the worst player ever then other, other times he looks like freaking like the most ungodly but I also player. think in three years he's gonna win MVP.
1: I think Tatum's gonna be an MVP maybe Luka will win a couple and Zion will win a couple but I think Tatum could win a, a fluke MVP in there like Westbrook did like I think Tatum could win an MVP down the road
0: Yeah, well, that's that's what the expectation is that he doesn't get any better. Like, just quote-unquote. Like, he could get... I I don't know. I'm bullish on Tatum, obviously. But I just think he's a No, of course. And
1: that's why I would take the Celtics roster, even if the Celtics are going to be in a weird transition year next year. This is a weird offseason, because we talk about the transition a lot in the NBA. but Or uh, the transaction, not the transition. The transaction. None of the top 15 players are available this offseason. Like everyone's going to stay in place and we thought the same thing was true last year and then james harden kind of changed that so it only takes one star to change it like one star having a bad situation but it's still going to be a really quiet offseason and we kind of feel like we know most of the good teams now
0: yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I mean, and also that it's getting more normalcy with the you know uh, the pandemic and everything. So it, it should be back to you know quote unquote normal. So yeah, I I, I think it's interesting for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating a nugget right now.
0: Hmm. It's okay. So so uh, like so th- I was gonna do my final thought, but like we're gonna just like like it's gonna be a longer than final thought. So I wanted let's to go, do yeah, so I, I let's go so, into that then. Yeah. So yeah so i so okay dude do, do your little well your little you mean there.
1: just to say that you should follow and download and, and leave a five-star review yes. on the podcast because of course you can you can support us in so many different ways and we love all the five-star ratings that we've gotten we've gotten about 25 of them on apple so you guys have really showed out early on here in well based on how many we know are tuning in here you guys have really showed out and you've shown that support so thank you very much thank for you. that and cam you've got a, an extended final thought so i will tune it over to you and by the way for the count we've got 10 nuggies left we got 10 we've we're, we're through 40 okay. i just got i swallowed like five of them like a pelican like partway through that last conversation to keep pace but we got about 10 nuggies left so cam what is your final thought here today
0: all right so i I'm gonna start making a segment on my YouTube channel of me reading my stupid TikTok comments because my TikTok has been going absolutely bonkers lately. I don't really know why, but it's just I'm just growing it. So I have one that yesterday that went that went viral, viral. So it, I posted it about 21 hours ago. Yeah, it says 21 right here. Um, it was when Giannis after the game was like kissing his finals trophy and like my, went like looked at his finals MVP trophy, made a joke being like oh, you know, uh, uh, like, like, don't get jealous. It's just something like, just kind of like so wholesome. Yeah, and it's just, uh, it's just very, he's easily yeah, he's, viral he's because of how yeah, wholesome he is. He's very easy to go yeah. viral.
1: He was in a Chick-fil-A line and just started Instagram living himself and then has all those, those sex yeah. jokes that he does on IG Live that keep going viral. Like he is, he's very funny. Yes, he's very funny and very wholesome and people can get behind him.
0: Yeah, so so whenever you get viral viral, when you get to like, I mean, I guess like seven eight hundred thousand thousand views isn't like viral viral, but it's it's viral, it's viral, now viral by my stupidest comments. I've had can... like only
1: seven times ever that's <clears throat> happened.
0: Yeah, no man, it, when you get some really 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 dumb comments, it's like it's hilarious when you read them through. So. So normally, normally on these ones, I don't really go through them because they're usually like completely brutal to me. But I kind of like breathe. I like um uh uh, glance through them really quickly to get some funny ones. So, um, so 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 that one video, that one video did pretty well. And um, hold on one second, so I'm just trying to pull it up right now. Um. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I confused the video. So the 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 video that did really well, this 800,000 views, was the one when when the reporter asked him a question and basically said like, oh, when you were you know in 2014, you were like, oh, uh, I want to do the one thing about my about the championship. I want I, I need to win a championship for the box. And uh, Giannis like, stood up and was like, oh. um, Uh, i'm out i'm gonna leave now i made a joke he's laughing and just the the, i love that video where he's just like yeah
1: i'm uh i'm requesting a trade like where do i he's like where do i go for that do i go to john is john the person i talk to to request a trade it was
0: so first of all literally every person was like was like you know oh come to my team come to my team that's i get that a lot but then it was like um so I got one that I get them in every single video that I post they're like you look exactly like Seth Rogen. I get this like every <laughs> single day. It's absolutely uh, insane. Which is weird cuz Seth and, Rogen and has I, hair. Yeah, but I, but, but, but I, when I wear a hat you can't tell, I guess. Uh, it's excellent. It's excellent. So um yeah, then I get like um, hold on, I'm looking through it right now. It's basically like you should go to the Warriors. Um, oh, and, and literally every single person was like diagnosed and be like, "Was he really joking? You don't really know him. You act like you're friends with him." I'm like, "Oh my god, you guys are freaking idiots. He's obviously kidding." But and then he's like, uh, you know, uh the <laughs> it was like point of view Bucks GM once he and it was like a, the laughing emoji, and then like like a couple seconds later, it was like the big eye emojis, because like you know, you transition from being really funny to like, oh my god, what, what is he? Yeah, it's like not? the it's like the Chris Paul meme like,
1: with uh, Steve Kerr, where Steve yeah. Kerr does the like a good neighbor, exactly, and he's
0: like, <laughs> but vice versa, but yeah, but vice versa, exactly, and then uh, it's like, I thought Seth Rogen was on TikTok for a sec. I get this all the time. It's actually crazy, and then. Um, Oh, all Heat fans photoshopping right now. <laughs> which yep. is no, like, that was which funny. Is funny. I saw one with Damian Lillard the other day. It was like Heat fans remain undefeated
1: with the Damian Lillard Heat swap. Yeah.
0: And then there's people being like, "Oh, him to Brooklyn," which is kind of yeah. That would that would be fun, and wouldn't then, it? <laughs> yeah, that that'd be great. And then it goes, uh, yeah. There's a lot, There's a bunch of them. that are being like, "Oh, you know, go to the go to the Nets." Uh, hold on oh my god i got so many that were like Seth
1: i just spit Holy out crap. a part of a chicken Dude. nugget laughing at that <laughs> <laughs> god i got so many seth rogans
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I i can't even believe that like i literally get like seth rogan question mark and they just like rogan seth rogan uh Hold on, he's not leaving. He's dead serious. So happy for him. Crazy people, how hate this guy. Um, Seth Rogen. Oh, Bucks fans' heart rate with this, with the, with the like the the thing that goes up. uh, That that little yeah yeah. Uh, Oh, and then another one that was like. Giannis Dame needs a third option, and I comment on being like, if Giannis left, if if Giannis leaves, he is the option. What are you talking about? Oh no, you can't respond
1: to those people. You've just got to let them be stupid in the comments section, like I did to Bears fans. That's true.
0: (laughs) That's true. By reminding
1: them that they traded Uh, Fred Warner in the Mitchell Trubisky trade. um Oh, they did. I did not yeah. know that. That's hilarious. Yeah. So the uh, the ers third round or the Bears' third round pick in twenty eighteen was sent to the Niners in that trade, and they used it to pick Fred Warner. And uh, yeah, Bears fans were not happy about that.
0: Uh, go to the Mavericks because we need someone better than uh, Porzingis. Which I mean, I, I guess Box fans are terrified. I I'm, uh, imagine Clay Thomas. I mean Klay Thompson, uh, uh, Steph Curry, and Giannis. Steph, uh Seth Rogan. <laughs> it's, just, it's just all I seth rogan so okay kidding. so this entire segment is just gonna be seth rogan okay i guess <laughs> next time next time i'll vet I'll, I'll actually vet through and get some good ones because some of them are hilarious one kid was like why do you look like a like like a a um a kid uh in a cartoon what 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 like where you wear your hat basically yeah. like they're saying i look like a like a cartoon character i guess uh yeah, I guess this is not that good. Next time I will actually put together like a, a list of them. But sometimes I don't read it because like yeah, <laughs> people have some savage things to say. I just try to no.
1: There, there's only a few times that I really enjoy. Um, I I really enjoy internet comments. I'm actually gonna send you this photo while we talk about it. Where um. Do you remember when Mike Vrabel um, at the NFL draft in his house had that amazing photo of uh, his crazy family? I don't know if you remember this. This was two years. This was 2020. This was the
0: at home draft. I don't know if you remember it. I actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually think I actually do remember that, I think. I don't remember exactly so, what it was, but I remember I that. had
1: made a joke about how one kid looks like this is when Tiger King was going on and one kid looked like if again, you can find this photo on the Instagram too. Check out DSD Podcast for people who are wondering. So I had made the joke that one kid looked like if Joe Exotic and his husband had a child, and another one was dressed up like Frozone from
0: the Incredibles. And Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That one. I remember that specifically you. I remember that actually from your page and it went crazy, didn't it? Well, I posted
1: it the first time and then I had to take it down and repost it because the Internet found out that there was a stray pooper in the background of the photo that I did not notice. And it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen added like even better that you just had a stray pooper in the background of Mike Vrabel's house on ESPN. It was fantastic. Uh, it's yeah. That was the. I think that's the yeah, only. The I, I, I think that's the that. only good thing my comment section has ever done, other than starting beef with bears and giants fans, which is always fun. Um, it's always fun, and Broncos yeah. fans for some reason. There's so many Broncos fans. It's so weird. I don't know why there's so many Broncos it,
0: fans. Yeah, they do get a lot of pull for for whatever reason. I get that a lot too. Being like, oh, like. Yeah, I, I I can't even tell you how many comments I used to get about um, uh, Locke, and it's just like almost like he doesn't even exist. Anymore yeah, because everyone cause yeah things. everyone knows he sucks now. Um, everyone everyone thought he was like the freaking next coming of Christ. No, that was the
1: whole thing last year. Is like, is Drew Locke good? And then we found out very quickly. Oh, I had said last year throughout the offseason, I don't know if he's good. You don't know if he's good. Jesus Christ doesn't know if he's good. John Elway doesn't know if he's good. Nobody knows if Drew Locke is good. And now we know that Drew Locke sucks. So it took some time, but yep. we figured it out.
0: <laughs>
1: so this is going to be a fun section of Seth Rogan reading his tweets. Uh, I'm
0: enjoying this new game. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to just call it Seth Rogan reading his his. his well, uh, his, you know, I'm going I'm going to call that. you Seth. Rogen I get that now. All the like, time, I'm going
1: right? to just randomly you drop can. Seth Rogan in there now,
0: like. Y- you fine. I can I I honestly never thought I looked like him to be honest, but then the amount of times people have said that I look like Seth Rogen, like there was actually one time in public that they were like this is Seth Rogen. I'm like, dude, I okay. Seth Rogen's like tall. I'm like 5'6" yeah, something. Knows five, like, nobody knows that. nobody
1: knows if Seth Rogen That's is true. tall or not. That's I didn't true. even know Seth Rogen was tall until right
0: now. Well, well I don't think he's short. I I, I just can't imagine, I think he's like like 6 feet yeah, or something. he's but 5'11". I'm gonna look up he's right 5'11". So, oh yeah, yeah. So that that's a gentle giant. That's about me.
1: halfway between me and you. So you know, it's it's okay. I mean, it's not like he's six five and people are confusing him that way. Like, uh, what's it called? The guy who called Chris Paul or Rondo Chris Paul. Um, it's not like that yeah. guy. Where Rondo's like I think five inches taller than Chris Paul, but. Um, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not that crazy of a difference, but I didn't notice that you looked like Seth Rogan until you mentioned to me the first time that you look like Seth Rogan. And then I was like, Oh,
0: and it's just, of course, yes, you look like Seth Rogan. Um, uh, well, I, I really never thought I did. I'm not going to lie. And then all of a sudden now it's like the, like literally I'm not exaggerating every single video that goes viral on my page, which is like probably like once every couple of days or whatever, I guess viral being like even like 10, a hundred thousand views, right? There's going to be a w- at least one comment with Seth Rogen. And like, I actually wanted to make a video being like Seth Rogen, we got to, we going to meet up, but he doesn't have a TikTok, So I don't know if it, it would ever. Yeah. Get to him. we'll we'll figure it out at some point because, uh, the internet.
1: someone, they just got to keep tagging Seth Rogen on your normal posts on your Instagram posts. And yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe people will figure that out. But <laughs> no, the second you told me, I can't get it out of my head that you, you are indeed Seth Rogen. Um,
0: well, I, I, I mean, he's a pretty funny guy. Yeah, so. could, yeah well...
1: Yeah, Seth Rogen's going to be part of a weird time in comedy where, you know, Knocked Up and Pineapple Express and, you know, Seth Rogen basically is just, (laughs) I'll never forget my history teacher in high school. (laughs) He said, I love movies, but there's one actor I will never like. He's like, I'm Seth Rogen. I'm going to get high in every movie I do, (laughs) which...
0: I love Seth Rogen. He's like one of my favorite. He's not a good actor. He's just no. He's funny. not bad. He's, he's not a bad actor. He's just he's no. Uh, well, hang on. Yeah, no, 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 fun. no. He, he, he's comedy. in his
1: in his movies fifteen years ago. He was kind of a bad actor, but now he's a he's a pretty good actor.
0: I'll give him that. He's gotten better as an actor. And yeah, yeah. I mean, like Pineapple Express is like literally one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Like, legitimately. And then also Super Bad's amazing. Like, it's it's oh, amazing I need to watch it's, Super Bad. It's, <sighs> I haven't seen. You've never, I've never seen, seen that, Superbad. bro. I need to watch Super Bad. Okay, yeah, we get us. This is, dude. We get us. Are doing at least one segment per podcast where I'm gonna be telling you what movies to watch because Super Bad, honestly, I think could be my favorite okay, movie of okay. all Now I, I have to watch I it because it's
1: Judd Apatow too. He's one of my favorite directors, so I gotta watch that. And
0: and the guy from uh, and the guy from um, Oh, what's his name? I, I'm I'm pulling a blank. He's from a uh, Sad Night Live. I literally love him. I forget his name right now. Hold on, go. Get, <sighs> Do your uh, do your uh,
1: <laughs> do my final thoughts while you, you think of who it is. I mean, I have the character list up. Is it Michael, Sarah, oh, Bill Hader?
0: Yeah, uh, no, no, Bill, Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill no, Hader. yeah, he's I Night love Bill. Hader. Bill Hader, good. He's amazing. I'd highly recommend
1: Barry on HBO. Season three is coming out sometime this year, so I would recommend you watch that. It's very yeah.
0: good. He was also in uh, it uh it too and that was really yeah. good like really, yeah. really well good. i
1: liked it one it two they just went for horror it one was um was really good i didn't i didn't like it two as much because they i'm not a horror person they just went straight for horror in it two um, and said bleep yeah, the plot yeah, I, line
0: yeah i i just think i just like bill hater like so yeah. much so like it literally when he's in anything i'm like yeah, I'm yeah. Watching that. bill
1: Hader and judd apatow train wreck with lebron james 2015
0: it is uh lebron james is a terrible actor i will say that but but there was one but yeah but the one part when he's like talking to him and he's like sitting on the sitting at the table and it's like yeah i won i won the championship two times yeah two,
1: two. two. <laughs> he's like
0: yeah and then bill hater's like i don't think that that uh you know, applies to me at all. But that thank was the you. part
1: I found weird. Like LeBron was doing comedy acting, but they just kind of tried to make LeBron sound dumb.
0: Like that was kind of what
1: they, the script just yeah. wrote, made LeBron sound kind of dumb, which LeBron redeemed himself with Space Jam. He's not a great actor, but- he did just enough. He did just enough as an actor in, in Space Jam 2. Yeah, I
0: need to... I I, I, did, I have not seen it yet, but I'm going to it. To I, won't,
1: sure. I won't spoil it yet. But also, soundtrack, fire as hell. They they, they made an awesome yes. soundtrack for Space Jam 2. Anyways, so for my final thoughts, by the way, bad. also has Jonah Hill in it. Jonah Hill, that's... Yeah, uh, early, early, early Jonah yeah, Hill too. Like. This is before he made the last great comedy of the last seven years in 21 Jump Street. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and he like lost a ton of weight. Like this is when pre, this is like when he was doing like Moneyball. Yeah, which you if you if you haven't seen Moneyball,
1: of course I've seen Moneyball. It would be a it would be a crime to not watch Moneyball, given how much of a baseball fan and a freaking nerd I am. Anyways, so for my final thoughts, I was just gonna eat four chicken nuggets and finish off the show here because we've got four suckers left here. And Giannis, this is for you. Fifty points, fourteen rebounds nba finals champion one of the greatest finals performances ever too i think um not just a single game i think the 35 points was like i think kevin durant in the last like 15 years is the only player to average 35 for a series and win i think lebron did it in a loss one time but like to average 35 i can't believe you ate you ate 50 chicken nuggets that is chicken nuggets yeah it's not, I Gotta be honest, it's not all that right. bad. I spread it out across an hour. It wasn't. It didn't. Didn't make me hurt as much. So. So how? So how many more well, do we you got? Have? Um, this is forty-seven. I'm
0: working on forty-seven right now. All right. So I'll tell. I'll, I'll give you all guys a little tidbit. That's super bad. If you haven't seen it, you're too young for me, bro. Because I absolutely love that movie. It makes me like. It gives me nostalgia of like what times used to be like. Where like comedies are so soft now. You can't make jokes. Like dude, at that time oh oh my god it's so good it it's was your like, prime it was comedy. your prime it was absolutely my prime the second yeah that i'm trying to think what else too. like i guess like i guess like project x was like it's kind of not a comedy but it kind of is like that was still kind of in that time yeah it was a, that was mm-hmm. the, that was the my favorite time for movies for sure you got
1: right in the prime window of rom-coms too i know that so but yeah. it's an odd thing that i am into like back in when i was in like high school like my wheelhouse was 2000s rom-coms it's very strange but that was my wheelhouse for movies um look at yeah. you all right 49 we are working down to the end here right. 49 nuggies and we're on all, all the jack-in-the-box okay. ones too by the way so i can't
0: believe i i'm like i'm like borderline stunned that this is actually. if
1: Giannis can do it so can i
0: you know if <laughs> <laughs> Well, did he eat all 50, though? We don't even know. Did he even I, show I mean, it? I doubt it because
1: it was just on an IG Live. But I imagine he was just shoveling them four at a time into his mouth. That's what I imagine Giannis is doing. By the yeah. way, did you post it But that video of Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton when they asked how much champagne oh, yeah. they'd been
0: drinking? Hilarious. And they both just looked at each other and just laughed. That was that hilarious. That was so great. That was so great when they just both... It literally, it literally looked like, like what I would do with my friends if I was like with my, like, like, one time I was with my parents, and like they asked me, oh, how much do you have to drink, Cam? And I was with one of my buddies, I just turned around, we absolutely started geeking out, because, yeah, I was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were just buzzed, and then you're like, nope, I was hammered. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: There, was, there was another funny moment. That, actually, that's just one of the funniest things ever, is when you're in a group, And like you have an office moment where like you're looking at someone else and they look at you and you both just start smiling like like we like when someone says something that like they don't you you both get. Yeah, they like say something that they don't pick up on and then you just look at someone else in a group and you're just like, yeah, we got it (laughs) with that feeling
0: of just, you know, that's it's excellent and. Yeah, it's literally like you're talking to them, but you're not like that person completely understands what you're saying. You're like tele is like telekinetically. You're like speaking to them through the brain. Oh, I remember what else I want. I,
1: so we're on 50 now. I'm about to go down 50. But did you hear about what's going on with the um, with the Olympics and with the Team USA? Because Booker and Holiday and Middleton were on the Team USA.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. It was like a 15-hour flight that they had to be together. I mean, I that is just But not brutal. only that,
1: had the Suns won game, won game 6, they would have played a Game 7 on Thursday. And that Game 7 would have been the day before they flew to Tokyo because the opening ceremony is Friday night. So they said, no matter yeah. what, flight leaves 9 a.m. on Friday. That's the flight time. And had they done a Game 7... Someone would have won a championship, gotten hammered all night, and had to make it to a 9 a.m. flight yeah. to Tokyo.
0: <laughs> that is just brutal. Was it, like, a 20-hour flight tour? 15, like 15 hours, hours, I think. Something? 15 hours plus yeah. time difference. Insane. Yeah,
1: that would have been just ridiculous. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have 50 chicken nuggets down here on D S D podcast. I don't know.
0: I don't know whether I should say that's impressive or disgusting, but I think it's a little bit. It's not bit that
1: bold. bad, to be honest. It's not not the worst thing in the world. I just did 50. My stomach does feel full. I will give myself that. My stomach you feels gonna, full.
0: Are you going to eat for the rest of the day? That's the question.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll probably have lunch in a couple hours. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. That was like, what, 2,000 calories probably? I mean, that's usually what I eat for a day. Now that I think about it, I eat like 2,500 calories a day. So... Yeah, I, I think I think lunch will be on the table in the next couple next couple hours, I'd say. So, yeah, <laughs> nice. not forty nine, not fifty one fifty for our Greek freak. It's been a twenty five month quest for Giannis and me on his behalf saying that he's the best player in the world. <laughs> and now he gets to be a champion. They might never win another one with the yep. Bucks. But that's not going to be his fault. (laughs) It's not his fault anymore. They won the championship. He's the best player in the world. And yeah, Giannis. All right. So for our buddy Seth Rogen and for myself, Kyle, thank you for stopping in here to the DSD podcast.
0: Bye.